Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every single one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. I'm back. I'm finally back, guys. Yeah, I'm finally back. And I'm going to break a rule real early, like a new rule per se. This is episode number 195 of Purple Mafia. So, yeah, we're only five episodes away from 200. Very cool. There will not be a massive celebration for that one. And because I'm incapable of having massive celebrations. <laughs> I'm too whatever it is. I don't know if it's an introvert or I'm just weird or I just need a better job. Yeah, it's probably all the above, but you get the idea. Yeah, I'm back. And it's not because I was too nervous to get on the show and not because I was... Uh, uh, losing interest in doing the show. In fact, I'm so excited to be back. I I'm <laughs> can barely contain myself. I'm finally freaking back. I haven't recorded any podcast since July 14th. Brave of the Wild episode number 104 or something like that. It was State of the Wild 2015. I'm back. And yeah, you're probably like, okay, let's talk about the Vikings. Let's stop talking about you, Joey. Yeah, well, I had some issues. You probably, if you're curious, check it out on the Purple Mafia Facebook page. Look up the look it up on Facebook. The search bar, uh, type in Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings show. Click on the one that says company, not group, if the group still exists, because that's long, long, long gone. Um, join the page, if you're, or if you're already on there and you haven't looked at it for a while, it explains why I wasn't available. And Yeah, just complicated stuff, um, busy, all that. Yeah. The Minnesota Vikings are 2-1 now. That's cool. I'm very happy that the Vikings are 2-1. Very happy indeed. Uh, unimpressed with the San Francisco game. I'm not going to say too much about that other than you could sum it up in a couple words. And like the people were telling me, and so I'll probably maybe get to that on the Facebook section, segment number three. This will be a traditional three-segment show. Review, preview, and uh, fan interaction. Um, but, yeah. Uh, basically, they just say, we had all these great expectations. San Francisco looked so fantastic uh, against us, I guess. No, I mean, we every we, we thought we were so great and San Francisco was so dead. Well, yeah, they're dead now. I mean, gosh, what did, what, you know, what did they lose by the last couple of weeks? Like 700 points? Pfft, whatever, right? Yeah, and they lost today to like Arizona by like 40 points. Pfft. Yeah. I, I, pfft, I It's like you chalk it up to, uh, I guess we just had a bad game. Hmm. Yeah. A, <laughs> I guess we just had a bad game. <laughs> Yeah, such a bad game. Mm. Yeah, it's just wonderful. Wonderful excuse. But, yeah, we lost that game. Isn't that great? And, yeah, we can get mad at the refs all we want and that. And, um, yeah, and one one excuse I might have, my voice probably sounds a little funky. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like to believe I'm Mr. Healthy and I'm always healthy, but I guess I get cold sometimes and it's annoying and it's almost done. Uh, <laughs> Detroit game, blah, blah, blah. You saw it. Uh, I saw it. It was okay. It was decent. Vikings played well. I'm not going to give them a ton of credit. Like, it was such a great, great game. Today was better. Um, to sum it all up, today was better. Today was like a better version of that game where the Vikings defense looked decent against Detroit. And yeah, it looked freaking horrible against San Francisco. The offense looked horrible, too. That was just a weird game. Like, weird. Um... With the Detroit game, the offense looked better. Bridgewater looked very good. Looked more like a veteran rather than a rookie like he did against San Francisco. Today was a classic uh, black and blue, um, ugly Mike Zimmerish type of game um, with a nice, extremely nice final score. <laughs> For a while, it was kind of low scoring. Guys weren't uh, really doing too much. You know, like there's a lot of drop passes and, and stuff like that. And then on the other side, Phillips and the, and the Chargers... We're doing a whole lot of nothing. And, and both defenses, in fairness, looked pretty good for a while there. The difference in the game was, well, the San Diego offense continued to sputter and the Minnesota Vikings defense just continued to get better and better. And the opposite effect happened on the Vikings side, where the Vikings offense started to kind of break through and the Chargers defense started to not do so hot. Yeah, gosh, I got to stop. I still got that old habit and I, I do ask your, for your forgiveness there. Um... One good news thing, I guess you could kind of say, is Blair Walsh made all of his kicks. He made one 24-yard field goal attempt and uh, four extra points. So, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> That's about all I can tell you. You got to start somewhere. It's like getting sent down to single A in baseball. Maybe maybe, maybe double A because Blair Walsh has been in the majors for a couple of years now. He's one of those 
surprise uh, prospects that came all the way up and started cracking home runs. He wasn't quite Miguel Sano level. Haven't talked to him. You haven't heard his name yet on this show. No, no, yeah, well, you heard it now. <laughs> he wasn't quite a Miguel Sano who just came up and started cracking home runs, uh, or wasn't like supposed to come out cracking home runs, but he did anyway. He was more like, uh, I don't know, somebody like Dozier, I guess. <laughs> I'm going all over the place, aren't I? This is what happens when I'm out of the off the air for a long time. I'm either real good or real bad, or kind of a lot of both. Maybe that's what I am right now. Uh, but yeah, why am I talking about Blair Walsh? Well, because he's the subject of a lot of concerns coming into the season because he sucked major you-know-what in the preseason and he missed some field goals in in the regular season as well. But you got to start somewhere and he hit a couple home runs in double-A today. So thank you for hitting those home runs. And, and he would have hit the kick. He would have hit the kick that uh, he would have made the one that was in the 40s. I don't remember exactly the number because uh, it didn't... They, I mean, it was so quick, uh, so quickly nullified because of... Uh, the uh, lack of discipline on San Diego's side, jumping off sides, that, uh, well, plays like that kind of changed the whole outcome of the game. But Blair Walls actually made the kick. That didn't ever happen. So that's encouraging. Uh, Bridgewater, not that great today. But then again, as the game progressed, he looked pretty solid out there, hitting a really nice pass to uh, Mr. Mike Wallace. Hit some nice passes along the way, some inaccurate ones. Mm, I don't want to compare him to... That guy who wears maroon and gold, who plays in the same building and played in the same building yesterday. But, you know, I guess he kind of had a game like that guy, Mitch Leidner, a little bit. Again, I'm all over the place, as you can kind of tell. Kind of had a Mitch Leidner type of game, I guess you could say. Not the prettiest thing ever, but at least we won the game. Thank you. Thank you. And the Vikings' defense was freaking awesome. Adrian Peterson back at it again, scoring his first touchdown since November 2013. Gosh, I was... Hmm... November 2013, I was 34. Man, I was only 34 back then. Now I'm 36. <gasps> okay, well, you get the idea. It's been a while. Way too long. Um, way the frick too long. Just crazy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, nice to see him get in the end zone, and he got in the end zone again. San Diego's run defense was not that good. And like I was talking about on... Facebook, I figured it wouldn't, I mean, okay, yeah, everybody's jumping on it. Adrian's going to have 200 yards today because San Diego's defense isn't that good. It was better than, uh, I mean, you know, it, things always tend to correct themselves in that situation. They, they always do. It's just football. That's football. It's kind of like the stock market. It goes way up and then comes back down very quickly or vice versa. You know, it bounces back up after it goes down. So things happen. Things fluctuate. It's football. Um, good game by Adrian, though, ultimately. 126 yards on the ground, 6.3 average. I mean, you don't really get much better than that, but obviously highlighted by that 43-yard scamper and, and the nice spin move he got. He did to get in the end zone the first time because he was having a hell of a time at that point. But once he went for that scamper, though, he just started breaking tackles and the, the I think, overrated but still very popular, uh, he's loose, line by Paul Allen. Well, we got to hear that for the first time in quite a while because Adrian was loose, and we heard it again by Chad Greenway much later to kind of ice the score. Much, much, much later, a 91-yard touchdown that did count after a flag. Again, bouncing all over the place, but what are you going to do? This is more of a quote-unquote emotion show, we'll say, than a overly organized type of show. It's kind of a, you get the idea. It was an overall solid game by the Minnesota Vikings on offense and on defense. Um, it wasn't a, oh my God, this guy got 350 yards, or, okay, you get the idea, 250 is more realistic, semi-realistic. It was more of a team effort in general. You know, Mike Wallace was was good. I mean, and Bridgewater and him connected. Jarius Wright had some nice plays along the way. Really cool to see Jarius Wright being a factor. He even saw a nice run by uh, Mr. Uh, Cordero Patterson. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a not, it was not bad, considering, and it went for nine yards. It looked better. It, it looked even better than it was at the time. Yeah, I saw Zach Lyon run in for his second yard and second touchdown of his running back career because he's more of a, a fullback. So it, it was nice to see. Very cool. Two yards, two touchdowns. Can't beat it. That's a nice percentage, as the announcer said at the time. Even got a little of McKinnon action in there, and that's good to see. I mean, only 18 yards and six carries, but still, he, he looked good when he did it, especially his, his nine-yard run. Yeah, San Diego's run defense isn't that good, but again, it wasn't literally like parting a Red Sea per se in uh, in this one. 
in some ways, the Vikings could have busted this one open even more when they were making a nice drive real early, but then Bridgewater had the interception in the end zone. He's not off to the best start that, uh, he's not off to the best start, you could say, in his second season, but at the same time, you see signs that Teddy Bridgewater will continue to develop and to become a very, very (laughs) good quarterback in this league. Not ready to give him a Pro Bowl nod at this point, (laughs) obviously, and I don't think anybody else really is yet. Adrian Peterson looks like he's going right back where he belongs, and that's Hawaii at this point. And it's really, really cool to see. It honestly doesn't look like he's lost much of a step. That first game, he got such a limited amount of carries and wasn't that good when he was out there. But really nice to see an MVP candidate type of player be that guy once again, even at the magical age of 30 along the lines in the NFL. We all know what that means. And running backs tend to drop off, but maybe it isn't until 31, 32, or 33 with Adrian. We'll see. Unfortunately for him, it's, yeah, well, there's no guarantee he's, he's going to be back no matter what happens, just because that's how, the, that's how it goes in the NFL. So let's go on the other side of the football. It was downright fantastic, and the one big play the San Diego Chargers were able to complete in this game without screwing themselves over with a dumb penalty or a turnover or a fumble. <laughs> and it was a Kind of like a, uh, more of a freak injury type of situation, unfortunately. A deep pass to Keenan Allen from Mr., I keep calling everybody Mr., but you get the idea, uh, Philip Rivers. Chucking that sucker to the, well, you'd, we'd call it the left side or lower side of your screen on the TV. And unfortunately, Rhodes and, um, and Sandejo can, uh, collide. And Rhodes now is uh, going to be out. Uh, was out for with a concussion. It looked like it could have been a lot worse. It looked like a neck injury, back injury. I wouldn't be surprised if his neck and back will be sore going going into tomorrow's practice and beyond. And he probably won't even be able to practice, to be quite honest, because of all the stuff you got to do, all the tests you got to pass and such. It's a concussion, and that really sucks because uh, Xavier Rhodes is is what he is, such a valuable piece to this team, a prospect, uh, and one of the best cornerbacks in the NFC North, and. We'll see how things continue to develop there. Hoping for the best. It's quite unfortunate to see him get hurt there. Um, No word on how long it's going to be, and that's how concussions are, especially early on. Everson Griffin, Anthony Barr were downright fantastic. I think they were the MVPs on defense today. Chad Greenway again had that 91-yard touchdown return, which which was his first touchdown since Adrian's rookie season in 2007. So very cool to see that happen. See Adrian again getting into the end zone for the first time in about two and a half years or more than that, actually. And then Greenway get in for the first time since his uh, semi-rookie season, because he missed 2006 with the ACL, his rookie year. Um, but uh, unfortunate on the side of things, though, ultimately again with Xavier Rhodes, and we really, 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 really need him to come back. And it is very telling when you consider that the only other touchdown San Diego scored was in basically garbage mode. Backup quarterback in there. Just, a, you know, a garbage, garbage time fourth quarter. You know, you get the idea there. Uh, Trey Wayne's extremely good in his de- in his NFL debut. Not his preseason debut, because I didn't even get to talk about that the whole time. And no, this is not going to be a three-hour show, because I can't do that. And I think it would bore you anyway. Or, well, some of you. It bores some of you, some of you like that. I just can't do that right now. <laughs> Trey Wayne's, though, looked fantastic in his debut in having to replace uh, Mr. Xavier Rhodes. It's unfortunate that... It wasn't a situation where both of them were on the field together. It had to be Rhodes going out with injury. But good on Trey Waynes with a very nice debut, and you hope and pray that he can keep that going because we may really we may really need that if Xavier Rhodes is not going to be available for a while. But then again, maybe Trey Waynes will ultimately earn a starting position long-term, not over Xavier Rhodes, but with Xavier Rhodes. Sacks today, Everson Griffin had one and a half overall. He shared one with Sharif Floyd, <laughs> who was a big factor today as well. He had a tackle for loss. Anthony Barr had a tackle for loss. Tom Johnson with a sack. Another sack for Tom Johnson. I mean, only one, but you get the idea. He's always involved. He's one of those valuable guys who doesn't get a whole lot of notoriety, but he's always a factor, and he's always getting a sack, regardless if it's at a big moment or late in the game. You know, late in the game when the when the score is kind of far away, but he's always getting a sack somewhere, and it's kind of cool. And but usually they are at good times. Harrison Smith also a huge factor along the way. He deflected a pass. Trey Waynes did 
didn't take him 15 years like Chris Cook to deflect a pass. Griffin even did. And, of course, Greenway deflected a pass along the way as well. And we know what that, where, where that led. Uh, Eric Kendricks was really good as well. I mean, the whole, the whole linebacking core, huge today. Gerald Hodges, who's been really, really good, and extremely good during the preseason, and he ended up earning a starting job. I couldn't tell you how happy I am for Gerald Hodges. Um, one other minor note, you could say, Gerald Hodges' former college teammate, Michael Motti. I was pretty surprised to see him not make the team kind of devastated and actually I think he's a really good player ultimately uh, Audie Cole did end up winning that job as you guys all know already and Marty went on to the dirty hated cheating um, Saints yeah that sucks <laughs> but uh, Zimmer's defense was a huge factor throughout the day the continued pass rush forcing mistakes fumbles all that deflecting passes it was Mike Zimmer in a nutshell it was guys constantly being rotated and fresh and all that like he always likes to do him and uh and mr edwards the defensive coordinator just a fantastic overall job by the vikings defense and solid on the offensive side of the football and downright fantastic when it comes to the running game and yeah we know we took advantage of san diego's run defense but that's what you got to do how many times have you seen a team come into the tcf or we go to their house and they have the worst pass defense in the NFL. And they wind up with 150 yards and two interceptions and no touchdowns. See? You still got to go out there and do it. I mean, you don't just come up and talk about how terrible this team is. And you're going to go out there and run them into the ground or or or, or, or complete 50-yard passes down the field. You know, <laughs> it's not that simple. You, you still got to go out there and do it. Because teams obviously are motivated to correct that problem. And... Ultimately, the Chargers were unable to do that today, thank God. And the Vikings were recharged. They plugged in those phone chargers, or, well, they plugged the phone chargers into their legs and their arms and, and their hearts and everything. Really cool. Just a wonderful effort by the Minnesota Vikings in general. Keenan Allen on the side of the San Diego Chargers was fantastic. And he was a big prospect at the time of <laughs> the drafting of Cordero Patterson. I was intrigued by Keenan Allen, but I figured he's too similar to Percy Harvin. You want a big wide receiver? Well, we got the guy in Mike Wallace a couple of years later, and Keenan Allen looks like he's going to be the best of that bunch, unfortunately, long-term in the uh, the NFL. Mm. Yeah, sucks to be us in that one, doesn't it? I mean, I, I don't know. Um, uh, well, I see nine rushing yards, like I said, from Cordero Patterson today. And in the receiving end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. No receiving yards whatsoever. Jarius Wright targeted four times. Kyle Rudolph, five. Mike Wallace, four. Adam Thielen, four times. No targets for uh, <clears throat> a guy by the name of Cordero Patterson. Keenan Allen, he was targeted 18 times by Phillip Rivers. 18 times, and that's a veteran quarterback. A veteran quarterback with an attitude. Um, okay, not the whole time because the second touchdown was from the backup quarterback over there in San Diego. That being Kalen Clemens. Kalen Clemens, yep. Kellen Clemens, pardon me. Uh, but still, just an overall fantastic uh, game by Keenan Allen. And it, again, it didn't help by seeing Mr. Rose get injured. But Keenan Allen's been duly noted <laughs> the last couple of years. It's not, like, it's not like it's his first good game. But... Uh, Luckily, the Vikings came on the right end of this one with a 31-14 victory. The Chargers dropped a 1-2, Minnesota to 2-1. And, and I always consider the San Diego Chargers a threat to make some noise in the, in the AFC. Not to go to the Super Bowl or to even get to the AFC title game, because I don't think so. But they're always the kind of team that will sneak into the playoffs with 9-7, and 8-8 eight and eight record and knock somebody off in the first round. That's who they are. So it is nice to beat the Chargers, who have quite frequently, quite often, given the Vikings fits. And I don't remember the Vikings winning in San Diego. I, I don't remember it happening. It seems like every time we go there, it's 31-14 San Diego. <laughs> quite different. Luckily, this time around at home, the Vikings were on the very positive end, despite the fact the Chargers led the Vikings in first downs, 21-18. to um, That's quite a few. Time of possession, the Chargers were quite a bit ahead in that one, about, about seven minutes as well. That's a big difference. But at the end of the day, the Vikings win despite the, them losing in a lot of offensive categories. They got the job done when it mattered. And that's about all there is to say. So let's take us a break. 
Well, no, let's not take us a break. Let's pass out the Fran, Fran Tarkenton. I'm almost starting the old habits again. Fran Tarkenton Award, uh, Urban Legend, and what was the other one? The Tavares Jackson Memorial. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are making the switch. We are officially... Now that he is no longer a member of the Minnesota Vikings, and this is a regular season Purple Mafia episode, I can officially name change the worst player of the week, and that is going to be changed from Tavares Jackson to the Christian Ponder Memorial. That's right. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Come on, tell me. You, you, you knew it was coming. Christian Ponder Memorial, I promised it would come, and it came. To uh, Fran Tarkenton Award, you could give it to Adrian Peterson, you could give it to Everson Griffin, and you could give it to Anthony Parr. But for getting into the end zone for the first time in quite a while, and for breaking loose for that 43-yarder, to just to break open that game, when he made that touchdown, that changed the momentum of the entire game. Adrian Peterson, for the first time since the 2013 season, is the Fran Tarkington Award winner. Congratulations, Adrian Peterson. The urban legend is Cordero Patterson. <laughs> Cordero Patterson as he goes up against Keenan Allen. I mean, can it get better than that? And he's not obviously head-to-head against him because it's football. They don't play against each other. But when you look and see how strange, how freaking strange it is to see <laughs> Keenan Allen with 133 yards, 12 catches, two touchdowns, and making a big play and all that. He still had to catch the ball, right? He still had to catch it, and he still did catch it. And to see Cordero Patterson being an urban legend. I mean, does he exist? Nice running play. Nice running play. But he was drafted as a wide receiver. And, and yes, we can still use him as a running back here and there. In running plays, pardon me. But he is a drive wide receiver. And the fact that he can't beat out anybody. He can't beat out Adam Thielen or anybody like that. Hmm. I, I don't know, man. Hmm. I, <laughs> urban legend. So, the... To, uh, I almost called it Tavares Jackson. Christian Ponder Memorial. Hmm, okay, I'm going to be a dick. Yeah, it's Cordero Patterson. <laughs> he gets the Christian Ponder Memorial because he's just a non-factor. Never going to be a factor of anything in this one. Or you could even say the Chargers offense in general. Despite getting all those yards, and and yet he's fumbling the ball. You know, fumbling the ball, recovering it a couple times, and fumbling it other times. And that helped cost the Chargers the game. The Vikings unable to get anything going on one of those fumbles, though, which was quite frustrating. They were able to get that was the, the early score when the Vikings finally scored a field goal from 24 yards out. Couldn't even get in the end zone, and the Chargers gift wrapped us a potential touchdown. But still, you gift wrapped us a potential touchdown. So that's another way you could say Christian Ponder Memorial. But why would I give it to them? What the hell am I thinking? Thank you very much. <laughs> Cordero Patterson gets the Christian Ponder Memorial. There you go. That was kind of weird. I'm a little rusty. Please bear with me. It's was it's been a couple months since I've recorded any podcast of any kind, and I'm obviously here by myself, which I like. I'm more than capable of doing a show with somebody, but I also like doing it by myself as well. More freedom. Um, anytime I have a thought in my head, I can spill it out now and not have to wait for the other person to finish talking. Not that I don't absolutely adore Sebastian Balls and absolutely adore the fact that he, <laughs> the fact that, or adore when he is on the air with me. It is unbelievable. And he will be back on this show. Shout out to Sebastian Balls, regardless of who hates that word. Shout out. <laughs> oh, absolutely love you, Sebastian. Purple Press Box. You can look that up on Facebook and, and on YouTube. Purple Press Box. For those of you out there that were waiting for Purple Mafia to come back on the air. He's, he's done some shows, and he's, he's really good. And as long as he doesn't consider me a competitor now, because, you know, I think we're friends, not competitors, right? That's what I would hope. So, And he's constantly plugged this show in the past, and God bless you, Sebastian. Really, God bless you indeed. Uh, also, Matthew Kyle started a show as well, and now it's blanking. Oh, man, it's blanking what it is. And I'll try to dig it up during the fan interaction and such, even though I haven't heard from him for quite a while. Matthew Kyle also has started an NFL show. It is an NFL show on SoundCloud. Oh, man, I believe he's the yeah he's the co-host on that show. Hopefully he's listening right now. Just love you guys out there. And again, this is a weird show. I do apologize. <laughs> but maybe you like it. Maybe you like my energy coming in. It's very exciting to see the Vikings win. And I'm sure, ultimately, you're just glad that Purple Mafia is back on the air. And so am I. 
So let's talk about those Denver Broncos, the donkeys, as a guy by the name of Gerald Sering out there <laughs> calls him. That's his second favorite football team. Let's talk about the donkeys and Peyton Manning next. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Back here on Purple Mafia, second segment, and that means it's time for the NFC North Roundup, and of course previewing the Denver Broncos game coming in next week. So there it is. This was always my favorite segment, because <laughs> there's always that positivity going into the next week, or so we hope, and it's always kind of fun to either poke fun at the other members of the NFC North, or just say, doggone it, here they come. Well... For one, Kansas City and Green Bay, they don't play until tomorrow night, Monday night. Kansas City and Green Bay, so I cannot preview, or excuse me, I cannot review anything about the Green Bay Packers, like any type of brief uh, conversation. Most likely they're going to win because they're hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, and, um, well, it's just one of those things. Unfortunately, the Green Bay Packers, odds of being 3-0 and this year, are pretty good, and that sucks. But the Vikings do have sole possession of second place at this point in time because Detroit is about to go 0-3. Very likely against our opponent next week. That'll be uh, talked about very shortly. I don't know why I brought that up first. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears. Oh, oh my God, they really suck. Uh, Seattle Seahawks got their first win of the season, and I'm not even trying to poke fun at Chicago Bear fans at all. In fact, I kind of have a soft spot for them, partially with Dylan being the uh, well, you know, the executive producer and creator, and you know what I mean, all that good stuff, like the president, so to speak, the owner of <laughs> the sportsstuff.com, all that good stuff, and an all-around awesome guy. You'd think he'd be a 49ers or Raiders fan, don't you, coming from Northern California, but I know that's just going to annoy the hell out of him saying that, uh, especially the Niners, he got tired of the bandwagon going on, um, but uh, yeah, he's a big-time Bears fan, and that was a pretty damn cool team back in the 80s, my favorite decade. And uh, overall, just a nice history there, but unfortunately, they are off to a putrid start. John Fox, 0-3, starting off in Chicago. Doesn't always matter who the coach is. Sometimes you need some help at personnel. Chicago Bears definitely gearing up for that number one overall pick in the draft. And I know nothing about, uh, <laughs> right now, I know nothing about the top prospects going into the draft. But for the Bears' hopes, uh, Bears' sake, I- I'm hoping it's a quarterback for their sake. Because... Regardless of what you think of Jay Cutler, and very few people like him, they need a different guy at the at the helm to lead that franchise, just like the Minnesota Vikings did back after the 2013 season. There was no doubt about it. And looks like we got that guy. Wasn't pretty this week, but looks like we got that guy. Should I delve into the Seattle Seahawks and Bears game at all? Maybe very, very briefly. Might as well. Um, it, yeah. Well... Jay Cutler wasn't available anyway with injury. Nobody really missed him much, and Jimmy Clausen was about what Jimmy Clausen is, a poor man's version of Jay Cutler. Unpopular guy, kind of an attitude, 9 of 17, and a 43% completion percentage. He didn't throw an interception, but just was underwhelming. Seattle, I can't freaking stand that team, so you can't, you can't really imagine me cheering for them or anything. I, I just I hate the Seattle Seahawks with a passion. Uh, Matt Forte was banged up a bit in the game. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch, whatever you want to call him. The I know, or I'm, I'm here so I won't get fined. He showed up for five rushes, and that's about all they needed out of him anyway. So that was pretty much the end of the story in this game. Seattle Seahawks win in the uh, the Cloud Stadium, or whatever you want to call it. 
<laughs> Whatever it is, right? They they won the game. Century Link Field, by the way. Um, and 26-0, just a meaningless game. I don't even know why I'm spending as much time on it as I am. Just a, kind of a waste of energy on that case. Mm. Well, go draft. I mean, hey, I mean, we were there. We and we got a nice player. We didn't get the number one pick, but we got a guy who was supposed to be. Uh, might as well mention the 49ers because I tend to bounce around a bit. That's why I love this segment. I can kind of, I, f- I consider it a free-flowing type of segment. Just some notables across the league sometimes. Arizona, a team that I like an awful lot. An awful lot. 47-7 to over San Francisco. But that also makes the Vikings look like, yeah. <laughs> it makes it look pretty stupid losing that home uh, season opener, pardon me, in, uh, in uh, wherever it is. <laughs> in San Francisco area, the San Francisco area, so to speak, kind of, sort of, in that new stadium. 47-7, to Arizona just rolls right over them. Buffalo crushes Miami in Miami, 41-14. to Miami looked on as a pretty promising team. Buffalo kind of kind of got slapped around by a, uh, well, the best team in football, in my opinion, the New England Patriots last week. 41-14 to in, my, in Miami, not bad by Buffalo. Nice rebound there. Philadelphia finally got a win. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, New England, there we go. Well, talk about squashing a mosquito with an axe. I think they squashed a mosquito with 15 axes. A 51-17 to absolute butt-kicking at the hands of the New England Patriots were the Jacksonville Jaguars. Best team in football, bar none. Say what you want. Uh, ben Roethlisberger out four to six weeks with a knee injury against those tough-hitting St. Louis Rams, but the Steelers survive anyway for now. And there you go, blah, 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 blah. Let's get to Detroit and Denver. The Denver Broncos have scored a touchdown very late. As that game is wrapping up, I just, you know, I can't sit and wait all night for that game to end. <laughs> it's not, you know, to get a nice preview in. Detroit Lions, they just look like a team that's not going anywhere. And they have a lot of talent. They have a good quarterback. They have the be- They have one of the best receivers in football, if not the best guy, in Kelvin Johnson. And they, they only score 12 points at home against Denver, who is a nice defense and all that, but... I don't know. Matthew Stafford, a talented guy, but I don't know. I, I just don't see it. I, I don't think Denver's ever going to win, or excuse me, Detroit's ever going to win anything. I don't really think Denver is either, but at the same time, it's just, uh, I don't know. It seems like a franchise uh, on their way to nowhere, unfortunately. Right now, again, like I was saying, 24-12. to 12. Peyton Manning throwing some wobbly passes, but you know, he looks pretty good considering a guy, considering he's 39, he's had neck injuries, and he's been known to throw some wobbly passes in his later years, despite putting up nice numbers and all that. But overall, I think the Vikings going to Denver, it, it doesn't sound like the kind of game that I'd consider like any type of a guaranteed win or anything. The Vikings have never had a whole lot of success in Denver. I mean, they've won some games there, but we're, t- we're not talking like like, they just go there and win every time they play. And Denver's still, well, they're still a decent team. And they're actually going to be 3-0 and going into, going into next week. And for those of you out there that hate 3 o'clock games, well, it's a 3 o'clock game. I'm not a huge fan either. It's not easy for recording this show. So, well, bear with me. I'm going to do the best I can to get this thing out. Might end up releasing it uh, possibly sometime like Tuesday if it comes to it. But we'll see might be one of those deals where I kind of piece things together. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> you get the idea. Hint, hint, read between the lines. Uh, Peyton Manning, unofficial statistics for the game at this point. But yeah, like, a, you know, the whole wobbly pass thing, all that. But <laughs> accurate, I mean, they're accurate passes. 74%, 30, 31 of 42 attempts. Fantastic. He did have an interception in the game. Still a quarterback rating over 100 at 101.7. Again, unofficial statistics, but okay, they're official. As they're pretty much kneeling down with 30 seconds left in the game. Uh, Matthew Stafford, well, his stats, you know, he, he's Carson Palmer, man. He's another Carson Palmer. A lot of talent, but, you know, he'll put up the numbers, the yards, this and that. But one touchdown, two interceptions, quarterback rating of 80. And he even lost a fumble, which doesn't hurt your uh, uh, quarterback rating, but it doesn't help your team, that's for sure. The stats are good until you get into the touchdown-interception thing, and 
you're not going to win games playing that way. And that, it, it's just classic Matthew Stafford kind of in and out. He's, like I said, another Carson Palmer. I know everybody's their own guy, but the inconsistency is similar to what Carson Palmer brought to the Cincinnati Bengals for quite a few years. I like him a lot more with Arizona, actually, where he's not necessarily counted on to be the, uh, you know, <laughs> like as the sun rises for that franchise, where he was that for Cincinnati for quite a few years. And they made the playoffs, but didn't do much after that. Overall, yeah, I mean, Denver, lots of good receivers on the team as well. <laughs> Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, those guys have been fantastic. 92 yards for Thomas, a touchdown, 87 yards for Sanders on, on uh, six catches. And, of course, that 45-yard touchdown for Thomas late in the game kind of iced the Detroit Lions for good, which put the game at 24 Excuse me, that was not that one. That was midway. Yeah, there we go. That Well, that gave Denver the lead. Pardon me, I remember now. That was at the end of the, the half. I'm getting all mixed up here. But yeah, that pretty much put Denver in the lead, and they never relinquished it at that point, even though Detroit made it interesting early in the third quarter. But um, overall, Denver looks like a team that is going to be quite a dangerous foe. Forcing, again, forcing... Uh, Matthew Stafford into two interceptions frustrated him. The good news is you can, well, you can put up yards against this team. You can be accurate too because Matthew Stafford's overall completion percentage, uh, 69%, basically, basically like 0.1 below that. Uh, he was he was completing his passes, but at the same time they were forcing him into mistakes. They're frustrating him quite a bit at times. And then Peyton Manning again, his accuracy, hmm. I don't know. I mean, they protected him fairly well in this one. He was only sacked once. Peyton Manning looking pretty good for a 39-year-old right now. He's having a good uh, good time in Denver, 3-0. and That's I, I'd call them a small surprise starting out the season. I don't think a whole lot of people saw the Denver Broncos at 3-0. and I kind of think a lot of people saw them as a team where their ship has sailed. And right now, well... I don't see them going to the Super Bowl or anything, but they're off to a nice start, and there's a pretty good chance they could go 4-0. and And if the Vikings do beat them next week, and both teams come out 3-1, and I'm going to feel really, really damn good if the Vikings can go out and beat Denver. Right now, though, on the road in Mile High, when it's, well, the, the warmer time of season, when <laughs> when Peyton Manning will probably continue to play well, I don't, I, I can't pick a victory at this point. I don't quite trust this team enough, despite the fact they played great against San Diego today. I don't know. I mean, the Vikings don't really have a whole lot of good history in Mile High, and Peyton Manning, again, is really on his game right now at this point in time. It'd be nice to see the Vikings frustrate him, and maybe they will, and that's going to be the key to the game. Just get that pass rush on Peyton Manning. If they can get that going, maybe force him into a turnover or two, the Vikings will win the game. Right now, though, I do think Denver is going to win. I'm going to go with the final score of 24-21. to 21. It's going to be very close, but Denver will finish the job. I might even go with 24-17, actually. Um, I think that Denver defense is going to annoy the Vikings. I think it's going to annoy the Viking fans even more watching it, unfortunately. I'll say 24-17. Denver wins, and the Vikings drop to 2-2, two and two, which will piss a lot of you off. And I'm sorry to say... Denver's going to start out the season 4 and 0, but they'll probably finish the season like 10 and 6 or something as the year goes on. People will start think things will kind of catch up to themselves and average out for the Denver Broncos. They aren't they aren't going to go out and have a 13 and 3 season or anything. And if they do, I'd be quite quite surprised. So there it is. You, you kind of merge the you kind of merge the uh the uh, NFC North roundup and the preview into the next week. It's kind of fun when you can do that. It makes it a little bit easier. And unfortunately, the fact that the Green Bay Packers didn't even play yet this week. But, well, they're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs at home. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't like it, but it, it is what it is. 3-0 and Packers and 3-0 and Broncos, all that good stuff. Just kind of, uh, well, Peyton Manning is starting the season off on a good foot. And he probably is going to continue that at this point in time, in my humble opinion. A very impressive victory in Detroit. A team that could not afford to go 0-3, and, and they're 0-3. So, there it is. That's all that needs to be said. Let's get to fan interaction. Brent Jacobson will lead things off with two calls. Yes, sir. Welcome back, Brent Jacobson. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. And 
we are back here on Purple Mafia, segment number three, the fan interaction segment. But first, we're going to get to two calls from Brent Jacobson, who was kind enough to call in for the previous two weeks of the show, which, of course, I was unavailable due to reasons that I talked about earlier. <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers and Detroit Lions games. Brent Jacobson, you have the floor. Yeah, this message is for Joey Wyden and Purple Mafia. I don't know what was uglier. The 49ers alternate uniforms or the Vikings play yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't get that piece out of my mouth. Oh. It's not some great spots. Teddy the Wallace. Heck. If the ref didn't have his whistle up his, I'll say hindquarters, on that one peak, what should have been a P.I. called back at the end zone, heck, maybe the game would have been totally different. Had, we, had Wallace caught that ball, or had the ref not called, had the ref called the pass interference. In the words of the cheater, Bill Belichick, on the Detroit. On to Detroit. Joey, uh, get to my first call. Starting over. Defense looked good. Offense looked pretty good. Peterson looked like a man possessed today. My one, my two concerns. Forgive me, this is about the thousandth time you've heard this, but Blair Walsh. And, of course, Adrian's fumbles. But, hey, we won. And I think it's time to put Cordero Patterson on a milk carton. He's gone missing. Anyways, uh, woohoo, finally a win. Now let's go get San Diego next week and see what happens. Then Dallas is imploding. Detroit looks like they're going to be stinky, so maybe the playoffs are a real possibility for us. Anyways, it's cool, Vikings. I know it's way early, but hey. We can dream, right? Skull Vikings, I'm out. Bye. Hey, great calls as always, Brent. Really love hearing from you. San Francisco game, you pretty much summed it up in a nutshell because there's really not a whole lot to say about that game, and that's why that's pretty much the response I got when I was telling people I don't think I'm going to be able to do a show for that uh, 49ers game, a San Francisco game, because, I don't know, they just played like dog dookie. The defense was terrible. Um, Adrian is non-existent. Bridgewater was kind of like, I don't know, rookie-ish, almost. And, uh, yeah, um, the, the refs kind of weren't very uh, on the side of the Vikings, per se, or at least they weren't very helpful. But then again, when, when are you supposed to count on refs to help you, I suppose? And the Detroit game, yeah, I'm <laughs> pretty much like Adrian Peterson. He's back, just like he was today against the San Francisco. Uh, excuse me, San Francisco. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wish. Just like he was today against the vaunted San Diego Chargers. He got recharged. Yeah, you know, that's going to kind of be the theme of this show, as you've probably been noticing. <laughs> right? Um, no, uh, thank you very much for that, Brent. And it's nice to see Adrian Peterson really rebound from that in the Detroit game. The defense really picked it up once again in that one. And, of course, Blair Walsh kind of reared his ugly head. That was the frustrating part. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, a little better, just just a little bit better today against the uh, the Chargers once again. So it was a recharging in general. They plugged in their their, their Chargers via Android or Apple or, or whatever company it is. Maybe even the Windows phones, you know, the Nokia's and uh, LG and whatever what other companies. HTC also covers that. <laughs> yeah, my my wife got a iPhone 6s today. So yeah, and I got the Samsung Note 5 a couple of weeks ago. So isn't that terrific? That's obviously, again, <laughs> something I'm probably going to be mentioning off and on throughout this show <laughs> if I haven't already, right? Because I'm already forgetting, right? Uh, wink, wink. I'm just throwing it all over the place. That's the theme of this show today. So, well, I'm going to get over and check out those Facebook comments and Twitter. As now we start with Facebook, simply go to Facebook.com, of course. Type in the search bar, Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings show. Click on the one that says company, not group, company, not group. And I know I said that earlier, but I'm repeating it again. Click like and 
comment, and there you go. You can get on the Purple Mafia show. Isn't that cool? And it's pretty simple, too. Well, I'm going to kind of dig around a bit, being I'm going to have to backtrack a little bit. I'm not going to go back too far, because that might get kind of tedious for those of you out there. Uh, lots of posts by Ali Sindikai. I uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, and if not, I do apologize. Uh, I've mentioned him in the past. Yeah, wonderful posting article after article on the page. Really keeping Purple Mafia alive, keeping a pulse on this page during the times when I've been quite inactive. And again, I do deeply apologize to all of you out there, Ali included. Um, Brent Jacobson also does that a bit. Sebastian's disappeared a bit. I hope it's not because uh, he's basically like, screw Purple Mafia, I'm moving on in my own direction. (laughs) But then again, I haven't been as active as I could be on his page either, and I do apologize for that. Again, Purple Press Box, as long as... uh, he still continues to support the show anyway. I'm sure he does. I'm just BSing. Um, earlier, I remember Brent Jacobson. Yeah, Brent Jacobson posted that cool picture. Roads closed. Yep, that's another one. Uh, let's see. Where should I go? It's kind of all over the place. Yep. Uh, Blair Walsh looked like crap. This is way back in the preseason. Defense looked good. The offense looked pretty good. Chase Ward. I think it might be impossible despite having Pruitt, Rudolph, and others on the roster. And Yeah, there were a lot of tough decisions indeed. Uh, so Brent again continuing against on the on the Dallas game. He was saying, "Folks, I know it's preseason, but I see lots of room. But I definitely see lots of room for optimism with this year's Vikings team. The offensive line gave Teddy and the rest of the weapons time to operate against what is supposed to be a good defensive line. The defense made life uncomfortable for Tony Romo and the Cow Pies <laughs> offense yesterday. Even with supposedly the greatest offensive line ever assembled." <laughs> The only area of concern is Blair Walsh. Yep, this team this year will be fun to watch. And yeah, I'm going to bounce around a bit, kind of get caught up here. Maybe I shouldn't uh, go back even into the preseason. Okay, here we go. As it jumps uh, quite a bit forward now into the 49ers game, and that's probably about where we should be. Mark Carlson posts, No doubt this season will challenge every area of this team, from the coaches to the fans and the players and positions in between. I believe our purple team will be tested in every game. Every snap of the ball will demand the best from the team and individually. Here we go. The, uh... As game time is nearing tonight, yeah, Monday night, that being the 49ers game, and a new season is about to start, I want to thank Purple Mafia show, Minnesota Vikings show, Minnesota Vikings show host Joey Awajin <laughs> for his steady and faithful dedication to produce informative and insightly podcast each week of the NFL season. If it were anything less, I would have dropped off as a listener long ago. So here... So here is to a new season. Skull Viking fans everywhere. Mark from Iowa. And they put keep calm and show Viking pride with a very royal looking uh, color and crown and everything. Very cool picture there. And I really appreciate that, Mark. And well, I wasn't consistent in recording this year, at least to start out the season. I broke a uh, five year streak. Five freaking years where I didn't miss a single game in terms of recording the show. So. Trust me, that ached quite a bit. Uh, again, reasons that, uh, that took place were mentioned here on the Purple Mafia page, and I'll get through responses later. I'll even talk about it very shortly as I get to that point. Uh, Cedric Paulding was saying, um, Cedric Paulding, also a loyal listener who's been posting on the page frequently, uh, semi-frequently, we'll say, and uh, always great to hear from him down from the south there in Mississippi. He says, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Zimmerman and staff need to make some serious adjustments this is embarrassing. And then it generates a pretty in-depth conversation with a lot of us. And lots and lots going on. Uh, Mark Carlson saying the first half was disturbing. Bad call by the refs. Eliminated a Viking touchdown and a missed field goal. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Cedric saying, do you think this is just one game thing or a way in for a long season? Not trying to have a knee-jerk reaction, but we looked totally unprepared last night. Zimmer's def- Zimmerman defense. <laughs> Zimmer <laughs> Zimmerman <laughs> defense couldn't stop. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to tease you there. Couldn't stop a high school offense last night. And yeah, then I'm going to paraphrase a bit because if I just keep going here on a game that was two weeks ago, it'll drive some of you nuts out there. Uh, and it's my my bad that this didn't get more airtime. Uh, Cedric and others, Mark and others out there, I'm, I'm really apologize. Uh, but yeah, totally hear you. And thank God so far the team has improved from that game. And so far it looks like a bad game. But we'll see where things go into the Denver <laughs> 
Denver game. I'm a bit concerned from that, as you may have heard. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm. Yeah, I'm not overly concerned, but I'm concerned. Uh, lots of back and forth. Oh yeah, and by the way, you know, yeah. I mean, I know this isn't news, but Cedric was asking at the time, was saying who all is missing from the offensive line? What's the status of them returning? Lodeholt out for the season with an Achilles tear, and Sullivan out until week nine. Yeah, so Sullivan's out for half the season, and Lodeholt is out for the whole season, and it looked looked like it during the uh, 49er game. Luckily, it's improved a bit, but it's not really helped Teddy that much thus far. Had a better Detroit game, but yeah, let's just keep moving. <laughs> Some more. Uh, oh, yeah, Ragnar. God, I didn't even post about it, or I didn't even talk about it or anything. Eh, Ragnar. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, and those of you out there wondering who Ragnar is, most of you do know, uh, he is kind of like the human mascot for the Minnesota Vikings. There's Victor the Viking, you know, which is the classic type of mascot where they're in a suit, but not as popular, per se, as uh, Ragnar being the human mascot, of course, with a big giant beard and everything, and he's also a, a teacher. I, th- I thought it was for Hopkins High School, others say Minnetonka High School. Eh, well, I'm in my mid-30s. What do I care about a high school at this point? <laughs> but either way, he's a teacher as well. He was being paid 1500 a game, which sounds like a decent amount of money. And it's not great, but it's better than, you know, some people just to be a mascot at a game. That'd be a pretty nice salary for one Sunday, uh, you know, for for uh, for working on a Sunday. That'd be, that's, that's not bad for some people out there, but he would have liked a raise of uh, 1800 or excuse me 18,500 per game a lot of you know this already so that would bring it up to 20,000 a game which would be that would be an awesome uh, salary right there <coughs> unfortunately in his case doesn't look like the Vikings are going to do that who knows maybe they'll come to something later on usually the opening offers are outrageous in both sides in any type of uh, argument but maybe the Vikings don't care enough to even worry about it we'll see what happens as we keep bouncing around here, or bouncing forward, Mark Carlson saying, Skull Peru Mafia fans everywhere, kickoff is approaching, let's go Vikings, I'm watching today's game at home, and yeah, me too, and it's about time I got a chance to do that, <laughs> uh, let's see, yeah, I'm going to get to some of this stuff, mm, okay, here we go, where was it, okay, yeah, I'm going to respond to those of you out there that, uh, I uh, had something to say, or excuse me, I'm going to read your comments to those of you that mentioned, uh, or that were kind enough to comment when I mentioned I was going to break the five-year streak, being I had to uh, help my wife and such. And Adam B. Carlson of the Purple People Podcast was saying, completely understand, real life comes first, plus I don't think we need to remember that 49ers game anyway. Tanae Wilson-Brown out of New Zealand saying, It's okay, the team didn't turn up this week anyway. I hope your wife's doing okay, Joey, and hopefully we'll hear from you next week. Mark Carlson saying, Take care with that beautiful bride, Joey. We will all be here because Purple never gives up. And thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate all what you had to say there. And I took a picture of the stadium when I was on the on my way there, <laughs> on the Thursday there. Um... Yeah, I was kind of, I was like, what the heck is this? I was just having fun because I got up close and personal with the stadium in that situation because I kind of sort of went the wrong way. You can imagine getting, kind of bouncing around when your (laughs) GPS kind of takes you wherever it feels like, unfortunately. Uh, And then I posted, win number one is out of the way. Post your thoughts on the Detroit Lions game here because I anticipated recording, but, eh, you know, got some responses. Uh, Justin Mayer Henry saying, some of the worst officiating I've ever seen in my whole life. Todd Vandermay out of Indiana, and Justin Mayer Henry is from here. Uh, he says, Todd Vandermay says, looks like Mr. Fumbles is back. Mm-hmm. That being Adrian Peterson, who fumbled three times in that game. Tanae Brown saying, favorite play of the game was the reverse to Jerry Estrella. Yep, that was awesome. With Teddy putting a block, loved it. That was awesome. I really did like that, and I was going to talk about that if I got to review that game, but Oh, I didn't, and if I tried to review it now, it would be kind of, you know, it just wouldn't come out very good, because the game's a week ago, and I wasn't really focusing on it, so, but I do remember that play very well. Mark Carlson saying, I enjoyed the stout running defense presented today, and the heavy pressure put put on the quarterback by blitzing, hoping for more hammering to be applied next week, and that was awesome. That was a, It was a great game for the Vikings. I mean, not a great game, but a good game. It was kind of ugly, but I guess it was a Zimmer type of win. 
And then I posted, unbelievably, I don't think I'll be recording this week either. Couldn't record Sunday, and with my now married life, things make makes things very complicated, particularly with two jobs and and all that. So if I don't record Sunday, it could be a huge problem, at least until the lawn service is done. That's basically, <laughs> in a nutshell, what's going on right now. Uh, Justin Mayor Henry says, life happens, take care of you and your family first. That's what's most important, and thank you very much. And Mark Carlson saying, best remedy for stress is dump the regrets and start fresh, get better. Yep, and plus, yeah, I was mentioning I wasn't feeling good either. That did not help. And then I posted something of being able, unable to do a show. Might as well do a brief preview. And yes, I picked the Vikings to win 24-17. to 17. So it wound up being a little bit better. Wound up being a little bit better. That's the good news. Mark Carlson saying, I agree. I think they will feed AP pretty steady. Hope that will open up the passing game. No missed field goals, please. And no more fumbles. Fumble bumbling either. Well, there was an interception in the end zone by Teddy. He wasn't as sharp as we would have liked. Um, that's the one thing. Adrian Peterson was fantastic. We didn't see the fumbling today, which is good news. Thank God for that. And the defense was, was really good once again this week. So it's kind of been a steady climb. In-game thoughts. I think there's some post-games in there. I generally don't get into too much of the in-game stuff. It's mostly just there for interaction during the game to kind of keep everybody involved and enjoying it. Uh, apparently, uh, Mark Carlson and Chris... Let's see, what am I saying? Chris Posey is saying, I wish my local channels had the game in. Hmm, Skull Vikings. wonder where he's from. Hmm, I should check that out shortly. And... Yep, and Rose did get hurt. Mark Carlson was saying that at the time. Celeste uh, Thomas, who's posted in the past quite a few times, and really appreciate welcome back here to the show. He says, uh, dumb, dumb play calling series by Zimmer. You don't give a good quarterback all day to throw. Was getting pressure the entire series. Then he decides to rush three. Yeah, it was kind of a... Uh, it was all over the place, made you wonder. And then Celestar Thomas saying, 318, you rush 3. SMH. So, yep, uh, not too happy with the decision-making there was uh, Celestar Thomas on that one. And then Adrian Peterson, right not too long after that, got a nice uh, 43-yard run that we talked about. Off and on here. Really enjoyable. Tanae Brown talking about the 91-yard uh, interception pick 6 by Greenway saying, that was awesome. I agree. <laughs> Wasn't that something indeed? Uh, Jeff Royland, yep, welcome back to the show. I've heard from, heard from him before a couple times, and great to have you back on again. He says, you know your team is playing well when CBS says, yep, they're switching to a more competitive game. Luckily, I have him on another channel. Skull, Brett McCarthy saying, the D came to play. Nice to see Greenway take it to the house. And Mark Carlson saying, CBS just dropped the feed for the Viking game set. More entertaining game in Baltimore. WTF. Uh, it was a bad game. Cincinnati was kicking their butts. And then Baltimore made a comeback, but did not get the job done. But trust me, if that was a playoff game, Cincinnati would not beat Baltimore. Cincinnati and Baltimore are polar opposites. Cincinnati is a team that always loses in the playoffs. And Baltimore is a team that always wins in the playoffs. So, yeah, luckily for... Those two teams, or luckily for Baltimore, that was not a uh, postseason game. <laughs> luckily for, yeah, for Baltimore, yeah, exactly. Uh, thoughts on the Chargers game? It seemed like everybody was doing something else, I guess. I, I probably posted it a little late, and maybe a lot of you have been kind of, maybe you kind of got, uh, you kind of gave up on me. I don't know. I know some of you are, are, are out there, but um, I understand, though. Maybe you thought, oh, he probably won't record again this week either. Well, I'm back this time, and hopefully I'll get a little more responses, but... Really appreciate Mark Carlson's involvement, though, and that's freaking awesome. And Mark is from Iowa, by the way. I haven't mentioned that yet to those of you that might be new to the show. He says, defense. I loved our defense today. Also, there was a few penalties, or there were few penalties. As much as AP had the ball today, it was good to see others take the ball across the line of scrimmage. Let's have more of that this next week. Yep, let's have more of this next week. Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be easier said than done, but I think they can. I don't like the Denver Broncos. Don't get me wrong. It's just that playing there, uh, I don't know. And they're kind of like, they're kind of one of those teams where it looks like they're dead and gone and they're not as good as you'd, you'd uh, think they are. And then they beat you. And it's like, what the hell? Um, unless it's a cold game outside, they just seem to beat people. And it's, I don't know. 
It just seems to be the case. <laughs> there, that's the Facebook page. Uh, quick note though, before I get to Twitter, there's the call in line 209 736 7877. 209 736 7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for the Purple Mafia show or just Joey Awajan, I guess, is what Brent does. <laughs> and, uh, yep, didn't call this week. At least not yet. Maybe he'll call again. Um, but if you're going to call, try to call in if you can. Let's say it's a noon game, right? Try to call in by 6 p.m. if you could. That gives Dylan. Uh, Hopefully enough time to, to email it to me because it tends to yeah the calls go straight to Dylan's email and then Dylan forwards it to myself. Uh, also, those of you out there though that might not be from the United States and you'd like to call in, well, we live in the day and age of smartphones, so there's a new uh, <laughs> podcasting term out there that I hadn't heard before. And even though you'd think I'd heard of it, being I've been podcasting longer than just about. Yeah, just about anybody that I've been listening to for the last, you know, X amount of years, the uh, term is called an audio submission. And the days of smartphones, most smartphones have voice recorders, so you could always kind of do a pretend call, you know what I mean? Like you record yourself for about one minute, talking about the Vikings, whatever, or whatever show you call into, but the Vikings, and in this case, and you could email it to me at... Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. And just put, like, maybe the, make, make the subjects, like, say, call in. Make that as the subject. That That's how I won't miss uh, that it's an, an, an audio submission. And then I'll listen to it. And then that would be uh, fantastic indeed to have you on board that way. So if you don't live in the U.S., you can still get to my show. I, I mean, obviously in the cell phone cases, very few people have to worry about long distance when they're in the U.S. at least. So I'm going to get to Twitter now, at Purple Mafia Show. Mostly from Mark Martin, who kind of been missing me a little bit. Uh, Tanae Brown was saying more of that, please, when uh, when uh, Cordero Patterson <laughs> returned a kick for a touchdown. And I'll comment about that really quick. It was a kick return, kickoff return. He's running around all cocky, showing off, thinking he's so special when he's done absolutely nothing. I, I, I didn't understand that. I, I just, uh, that kind of miffed me. And that's about, uh, that's about all he's done ever since is just that one play. So, again, that was a preseason game back in, I believe, against the Dallas Cowboys, if I remember correctly. Carl O'Neill, after I was saying worst offense ever against the 49ers, and Carl O'Neill quickly was like, Reminding me that the defense was actually probably worse. He says, offense? Come on. The defensive front couldn't stop your grandma from running the ball. And that's at Carl underscore O'Neill on Twitter. Michelle Kreitch's uh, tonight hashtag Vikings with a sad face. Is, yeah, I was saying the worst offense ever. Um, Steven Smith also was talking about the 49er game. He says it could be worse. Next week, if Zimmer decides to murder half the team, yeah, that's <laughs> at Steve Pa. Well, you know, Steve P A twenty seven. That's uh, Stephen A Smith, who uh, frequents on the Facebook page as well. Great to hear from him always. Mad Martin, <laughs> Mad Martin, making a uh, making his appearance here, saying just watch the first half. Terrible. This started at eight, or excuse me, this started at three twenty a.m. local. Glad I did not. Get up to watch it live. And this is uh, Dave Martin out of Northern Scotland. Got to like that. Nice. Always, always great to hear from him. And he continues. Uh, actually, this is Malcolm McSween out of out of Oakville, California. He says, absolutely zero, zero good takeaways from this one. Not good. I, I totally agree there. Dave Martin saying, okay. Okay, could hold out all, <laughs> could hold out all day. 23 or excuse me, 20-3, WTF are not the 49ers' bottom five this year. Do we need a new kicker? O-line, quarterback, killers again. Yep, and yes, they were. He says, so much for the hype this year. Are we looking at yet another year in the toilet? I so hope not, but a worrying start. He says, have to agree. I was so optimistic. We were close to winning the division again and being relevant once again. And that's because I said... Uh, this has to be one of the most disappointing starts to a season I've seen in a long time. And I went back as far as the Carolina season of the year and back in 2001 when the Vikings lost the home opener to Carolina out of nowhere and the Panthers only won one game that whole season. 
Uh, Dave continuing saying what pissed me off was the lack of effort and what's with AP's lack of touches. Ten? Like to know the reason for that, and there really is no reason. It seems like a few more posts in here back and forth. Hmm. Antonio Fett, that is uh, Mark Carlson's son, and Anthony Carlson. He's saying, hopefully this isn't an indication of how the rest of the season is going to be. It's going to be a long week, and it sure was, but luckily things did recover. Uh, What did he say here? I said it was a really big disappointment without a doubt. Very few saw, saw this one coming, and Dave was saying, got to agree that, got to agree with that. Hopes blown out of the water. After one game, I can I really cannot face another year of crap. All right, let's see. Other than that, only one tweet today from at uh, Mick A. Vikings. He was saying, sucks, but it looked like could have been a much worse, and that's being Xavier Rose was apparently out with a concussion. But, yeah, luckily it wasn't much worse. So thank God for that, without a doubt. I want to thank all of you very much for being a part of this show and for listening. I'm going to hand out one gold star, I guess. Uh, let's see. I'm going to give this week to Mark Carlson for the gold star and a silver star to Dave Martin, without a doubt. So Dave Martin with all the responses back and forth. And there you go. A gold star to Mark Carlson, silver star to Dave Martin. So there you go. Thank you guys very much for being a part of the show and for keeping keeping the show afloat. Ali Sigidai, you know what? I'm going to give you the bronze star for keeping keeping a pulse on the Purple Mafia page. Really, really appreciate you. So Ali is getting a bronze star, and he'll probably get more stars during the course of the season, and hopefully we can hear some posts from him as well. It would be very, very cool. Heck, even a call-in. More than welcome. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Or an audio submission could be um, also another way to reach this show at Paladino Live, <coughs> excuse me, at yahoo.com, Paladino Live at yahoo.com. Thanks again, you guys, so very much for listening. Really hope the Vikings can beat Denver. And you know what? If they do, the Vikings will be 3-1, and one, and the chances of this being a playoff season will be greatly, greatly, greatly improved if that ultimately ends up being the case, and I truly do hope that is the case. Until then, though, we're going to sign off for the week. Finally back again. I apologize that I'm a bit rusty, maybe a bit shaky, and still kind of unfamiliar with my surroundings when it comes to recording right now. Hopefully the audio will improve over the course of time where I place the microphone and all that type of stuff. Because, well, it's just kind of a weird, different surrounding right now. Not used to this just yet. So it might seem a little awkward and not quite myself yet getting behind the mic again for the first time in two months. So thanks again, everybody. Go Vikings in Mile High.